A lunar mission goes wrong. A pig herds sheep. A mailman has a world-famous poet as his personal Cyrano. Two sisters seek love despite their monetary shortcomings. And a near-mythic hero attempts to lead Scotland to freedom! This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1995. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar for Best Picture is presented to Braveheart. I did not care for that. Um, <laughs> Don't you know do what? That again. Rewatching that movie reminded me of uh, my past. When I was in high school, there was a big speech and debate, like like area tournament at our school. And I was in drama club, and we put on, like, the, like, skit before they did the awards. Yeah. And, like, I can remember, like, having my face painted, like, half blue and doing, like, a bad William Wallace impression. That is... And then it just reminded me of other, like, sketches at the time and how dumb sketch comedy is in terms of, like, having to be about current events. Yeah. I remember, like, doing Sky Dancers, which was our drill team. Like, I hosted the Sky Dancer show and remember doing a bad crocodile hunter impression. That I'm sure killed at the time because it was very topical. Did it kill at the time? Yeah, people really enjoyed me. I also played the Count from Sesame Street in the same show. This is a great story. Yeah, well, you know, listing all my credits. So maybe we should restart over and just just, just cut that whole bit and just have people and just like start again from the top. Uh You don't do, you don't yell freedom. (laughs) Yeah. Make both me and my dog very upset. Yeah. And I assume our guest. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 crying. He can't speak. He's left, uh, and I drove him here, so I'll, he has taken my car keys. He's birded home. I'm all about a bird, by the way. Recently, you know what that is in Los like, Angeles. Like a London like slang for like a woman. A bird is like, the word. But yeah, well, like oh no, yeah, not that. Uh, bird scooters here in Los Angeles is like you can rent a scooter. And then you can ride it, and then you just leave it wherever it is and whatever, and it's pretty cheap. So it's like a city bike, but with scooters. Yes, but with scooters. I or like a, what was the, a zip car. Zip car, but mm-hmm. with scooters. I had an audition the other day that was close by, and I scooted there. How sweaty were you when you got to the pretty audition? Sweaty. <laughs> pretty sweaty, I'll be honest. I was wearing a backpack, too, because I was like, they're motorized, but like, a backpack really does make you sweaty. Yeah. You don't want to wear, like, a bag. Right. So you have, like, two cool stripes. Yeah. Of, like, just, like, just, like, sweat on my nice yeah. like, shirt. But it was worth it because I, I felt like I saved the planet. And yeah. I don't have to do it again, right? That was it. I yeah, did. you've done your part. It's like when you do, like, a sit-up and you're like, well, yeah, there we go. Flat ab city. Mm-hmm. Here we come. Carbon offsetting. I don't have flat abs. Right. Um, Dylan Dawson's with us. Hi. Dylan. I did not drive away. I'm still here. Yeah, we did carpool. We carpooled here. We did. So that's sort of, um... Yeah, you saved. Burbank buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you live in uh, the Valley as well? I live in Burbank, yeah. Yeah. Which I really love. It's very strange how much I fall in love with Burbank. I think it's because it's all I know, but actually, (laughs) it's funny. Yesterday in Burbank, I saw something I, I, I saw... 
Jay Leno driving an old timey convertible in all denim. Wow. It was the most just, Burbank you should, I was gonna say, beautiful you thing I've ever seen. Now yeah. because that's it. You that was it. That was, uh, so that's... I felt that I was like, this is the LA I was promised. Yeah. This yeah. is the yeah. California I was promised. Yeah. It was really Burbank insane. was the California you were promised. It was. Yeah. Jay Leno in a old timey convertible. This is a Wooga like, car yeah. was. People say that Silver Lake is like the Brooklyn of LA, but I think it's actually the valley because people that live in the valley love living in the valley and they always want to talk to you about how great it is living in the valley. Yeah. That's true. It's like a further down Brooklyn, like because there's like families and stuff that live there. Yeah. You know? So it's like Park Slope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also want to be clear that I was not being sarcastic. I really did see Jay Leno. Yeah, no, no, it's in true. a full Canadian tuxedo driving an old timey. I thoroughly convertible. believe. Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure. You don't seem it like the type like, of person that would lie. Yeah. About. Uh, I am that type of person. Which yeah. is why I want to like <laughs> just actually. If there are friends listening, <laughs> Dylan's being serious I'm right very, now. This is, I've never been more serious. Yeah. So one of the reasons I, I want this side of the hill. What's the, what's the equivalent of that? Like, what would you see here? Mm-hmm. Well, one of my managers, I think I've maybe said this even on the podcast before, one of my managers, I feel like maybe this isn't this side of the hill, but he saw Beyonce and Jay. Oh, at, at, a, at John and Vinny's. Yeah. Yeah, you have said that. Yeah, that Bay and Jay at, at, at uh, a expensive That feels more like, a, expensive that feels more like a Tribeca thing, I feel like, than an L.A. thing. Yeah. you don't really think of them as L.A. No, I don't. People. No. It would probably be like going to... Fucking pump and seeing Kim Kardashian there. You're talking about Ricky J, right? Yes. So Beyonce. <laughs> I, I, Ricky I, Jay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. don't think that. I don't think she's still working on a new Mammoth movie. <laughs> yeah. and Ricky J was dropping off. She's really into close hand magic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't cards think. I don't think any of the Kardashians would go to any of Lisa Vanderpump's place. Although Tom Tom guys is opening soon. I actually can't get into this with you guys because you don't watch any of my Bravo shows. No, I watch Bachelorette. Does that count? No, it fucking does not, Dylan. Ouch. All right. It's um, not even on Bravo. I know, I know, but if it's Sir, adjacent. If, if Sir Andy Bravo Cohen adjacent. has not had his fingers yeah. in in it, then I, I'm not interested. I'm actually, I'm representing one of the two shows that I watch right now that are reality-based, which I'm wearing my RuPaul Drag wow. Race shirt right? that cool. my wife gave me for my birthday. So That's love, man. Yeah. What's the other one that you watch? Is Top Chef. Oh, Top Chef. Top Chef, guys. Yeah. When does that come back? I don't know. Probably in the fall. Usually in the fall. Um, I wanted to have Dylan on the show because when I first met Dylan, when we were both at NYU, Mm -hmm. um, it was when he was working on a fringe show called Movie Geek. Correct. Excellent. So Dylan's a long time movie loser. Like we are. Huge time Uh, loser. Uh, Yeah, I did a show for many years. Yeah. Uh, Not just at the fringe, but at uh, Ars Nova in New York. And I did it out here at the complex. I did it in Maine. Um, I did. I did it all over. Uh, yeah, uh, about movies, and I won't get into the details of what it was, but yeah, it's like it was reflective of my. And I also used to work at Kim's Video in New York. Wow! The, the really? Rest yes. in peace. I worked in the. I didn't work in the Mecca on St. Mark's. I worked in the retail one on Christopher Street. So half of what I uh, dealt in was gay porn. Oh, yeah. excellent! But which was great. I actually remember my last, my very last shift at. Kim's, which was my the best job I've ever had, it paid six dollars an hour, but which I would then spend on the movies. <laughs> yeah. So there was no. Yeah. yeah it, was just, it was a wash. Yeah, I had a day job, and then I would work there like three or four shifts a week, and I would just figure like I'm going to be watching movies anyway. Yep. I just might as well go down there and watch them in the store. But 
the last, the very last shift, the very last day, the very last customer was this old man who just came up. He had like little spectacles and like a suit. And he came up and he slid this DVD across and it was a man peeing in another man's mouth. It was on the cover <laughs> of the DVD. And I, I, uh, closed, I rented it out to him and I, I was it. That was it. Yeah. I, God, God, I will tell you, I love ever. living here, but sometimes I hear something like that and I'm like, I miss New York. Yeah, it was very, it was a very New York moment. I worked at that Starbucks on Christopher Street. I, maybe I served that old man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably being peed on or or peeing on or witnessing. He yeah. might have been buying coffee for a rent boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that he could, so it would go. It's a diuretic. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's uh, yeah. Another interesting thing that ties into what we'll talk about is Anne Hathaway. I remember once came in and asked me if I could recommend her <laughs> a good any a Emma, good piss porn. Yeah, movie. <laughs> a good piss porn movie. Exactly right. Uh, no, good Emma Thompson movie. Oh. And that she had wouldn't have seen already. And uh, I recommended to her uh, Dead Again. She was she work, work? Did she ever work with Emma Thompson? I would imagine they were like, if they did, I don't think it ever came yeah. to yeah. fruition. But yeah, it was that kind of thing. Phil Seymour Hoffman would rent kids' movies and ask for kids' movies for his kids all the time. R.I.P. Um, it was a great job. It was, it was like celebrities yeah. and uh, gay porn rentals. Yeah. It was great. Any Anytime the Twain met? You can talk about it. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I, can, <laughs> I remember once Juliana Margulies and her boyfriends scouring the porn. Going yeah. To the porn. Really? Yeah. I bet she gets down. Yeah. She is super hot. And She's looks, a good wife. Yeah, she is. A good yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, but that's allegedly, listen, I'm the only witness to this. Yeah. I could be making yeah. this up. It could be just like the Jay Leno. Thing. We just said we'll, that we'll he's never a know. liar. <laughs> yeah. I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt, and you were like, no, I am that person. I, I would lie. Well, yeah. the, again, this is true. I'm not making this up. Why would right. I make up Juliana <laughs> Margulies? Yeah, why would Checking you pull that name out of yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so my, yeah, those are my bona fides, yeah. if you will, with the movie. So I have a, and Craig and I were also talking on the way over here about how we both still buy DVDs. Yes. It's very harrowing going into Craig's apartment because her, his entire wall, your walls are just lined. Yeah. That's, it makes me feel claustrophobic. Well, Dylan has a great DVD storage story that he actually told me on the way that yeah. I would love for him to retell because I think this is very interesting. Oh. And I think you will as well. It's like very uh, name droppy. Yeah. I've already dropped yeah. my friendship with Anne Hathaway <laughs> and Julianne Margulies. We've come yeah. to the top now. Yeah. Um, peak in a mountain here. But I did work for I I, uh, I worked for Mike Myers for a summer. I worked in his who I did serve. That was my. I was it was a really short stint, by the way, at Starbucks on Christopher Street. Uh, but Mike Myers was yes. Uh, he lived in Soho when I was working for him. Very nice guy. Uh, very very nice guy. And uh, uh, yeah, but he had a walk-in DVD closet that I like would go into every day and I would look it was alphabetical which I had issues with but um, oh that's how mine is so you wouldn't like <sighs> mine's very intuitive uh, I like it's truly start at the birth of cinema well see like, I, I wanted and I, just I feel it out see it I feels... wanted to reorganize mine by year and my wife said but then I won't be able to find anything no one can find it none of my none of my roommates could ever find a movie because it yeah. was so intuitively I love that you that is I had a section of my DVD my D, I say had because all my DVDs are in my sister's attic yeah. in Virginia right now but like I had a section that I have a section that was just erotic cop thrillers 
that then bled into Michael Douglas that bled into Adrian Lyne movies. Great. Sure. So, but it was like Sea so of Love. Weapon 3 and 2. Yeah, but it was like Sea of the Love. Um, uh, uh, one Good Cop. I guess One Good Cop isn't erotic, but it was like cop movies. Uh, sea of Love, uh, Basic Instinct, Black, went into like Black Rain, went into... Um, uh, uh, Fatal Attraction went into Adrian and Faithful yeah. went into Adrian Line, and I would just do it like that. And then um, I had like one section. So that you're, was, you're you're you're. It's basically jazz. It is jazz, yeah, exactly yeah. right. It's it's the DVDs you don't watch. And yeah. I just picture you picking them out and just being like, beep boop bop Yeah, yeah. I the another one was I had a section that was in my sci-fi section was a subsection of movies with a specific kind of helmet. Okay. So it was like Edge of Tomorrow had that like helmet. Yeah. That Starship Troopers had that helmet. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd had that helmet. And do you do you have Wonder? Do I have Wonder the, the the film Wonder on DVD with Julia he, Roberts? Yeah, oh. he wears that helmet. I don't have so that film. <laughs> Wonder, no, no, but that would go there. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a you know. I forgot about that movie. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but anyway, that's to say that uh, that's a tangent. That I yeah, like my DVDs are yeah yeah. Anyway, his were and I don't really own DVDs because I live in the now. <laughs> Sure. In I respect that. When, why wouldn't one want to live in 2018, the greatest time yeah, in our country's alive. history? Yes. Let's keep this. It is for sure the darkest timeline. My dog is choking on her toy. She, you just hear squeaking, and then I need you to like chill right now. Um, She's excited that Dylan's here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, anyway, he um, Mike Myers' DVDs were alphabetical, and then one day I came in, and he was his assistants were putting them into CD books and tossing out all the shells. And I was Sad. devastated. But I was also moving at the same time. So uh, uh, that week, I happened to be moving apartments. And um, I was like, what are you going to do with all the shelves? And he said, throwing them on the street. And he's like, he's like, unless you want them. So he, I loaded up a van and... and all, Mike Myers' shelves? I have all his DVD shelves. So did, I you feel, get him, did you get him to sign those shelves? You should I should have, have yeah. That would have been... Super cool. Uh, sidebar, no. I'm shooting something with H. John Benjamin this week. I'm oh. going to take a poll here. Do you think I could ask him to record my outgoing voicemail message, or do you think he will be mad and say no? I, I think, think he would be, be mad, mad and, and say, say no. no. Okay, that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> I just want to say that that has been everybody's response thus far, but now that now that you guys have said it, I yeah. feel like I probably <laughs> won't do it. I feel like now I definitely will ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I once said it was at a... Uh, a breakfast bar at a diner at a booth or not a what the bar the, whatever you call it the bar yeah, yeah. the bar and uh, I was reading a book and H.M. Benjamin sat at the bar also and then got on the phone and Oof. and I just of couldn't course. focus because I was just listening to him talk about like a house yeah. that he was buying but it was so um, yeah it's, it's a it's a real uh, in your head was iconic he, voice was he more of a Bob or an Archer yeah Bob. or a can of vegetables <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, from Wet Hot. Yeah. No, uh, he's a Bob. Yeah, but yeah, he's, totally, he's, he's Bob all the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so d- yeah, that's my other bona fide is the the DVD collection, which is very real. Mm-hmm. I bought two DVDs just two days ago. Yeah, and he had to send them to Virginia. <laughs> no, yeah. Every time he buys one, there's well, that's no room the thing. in his apartment. My, so my girlfriend is starting to learn to- that this is a real addiction because <laughs> I just brought like three movies with me, four <laughs> movies <laughs> with me. I maybe brought like seven movies <laughs> with me, and it's just she just watched it. Grow, grow and grow and grow and grow, and grow, and now it's taking over our shelves. So it's you know. Did you own any of the movies that we had to watch for today? Uh, Did you have them? In my sister's. They would, let's see. Uh, yes, I have Babe, which we could talk about because um, 
I have a very strong relationship to uh, uh, the sequel. And um, uh, yeah, so I had Babe, Babe, Pig, in the City. Babe Pig in the City. And uh, yeah, but that's it. I didn't have the other ones. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it then. Yeah. Is Babe first? It no, is not. Apollo 13. 13. Um, we have a lot, of, a lot of stuff stacked up at the beginning of the alphabet mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, we do. Um, so we'll go through the nominees first. So we will start with Apollo 13, which I don't know that I've seen all the way through since I saw it in the movie theater really? in 1995. Yeah, I don't know. I've definitely seen parts of it, yeah. but I don't know if I've seen this it from the beginning. This is another one of those movies when if you, come on, if you come in and it's on TV and it's like halfway through, you're like, I'll watch this Till the end. I yeah. want to watch. I've got to watch until Bill Paxton sh- shaking in space, dying of a kidney infection. <laughs> uh, that happened really no. quickly. Well, he yeah. sort of gets the flu. Isn't the idea yeah. that he gets the measles that they thought carries yeah. to get some? He gets the fever that. Yeah. yeah. But the, I would like to uh, just uh, alter something I said earlier, mm-hmm. which is that I don't own the only one on VHS when I was in high school. I did own Apollo 13, Braveheart, and. Uh, yeah, I did own those on VHS when we watched them all the time. So Apollo yeah. 13, I watched, I think I got the VHS of Apollo 13 in like a McDonald's. They like had a thing where they would give you VHS yeah. tapes. Wow. I think I got it there. It's a fancy-ass McDonald's, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, but it was, but yeah, I watched that all this the time. This movie made me upset that I don't, I have not done more with my life. Like people are like. <laughs> like go to the moon? People are going to the moon, guys. Yeah. And then other people are trying to figure out how to get. How to get them home, the from, home the from the moon. Yeah, how to and get a square. A square. A circle into thing a into a square thing. thing. Yeah, that's my favorite part. That's the best part. Yeah, and best I part. and I gotta tell you, I uh, made corn fritters today. Mm-hmm. And that's probably all I'll do. Yeah, well, you're recording a very podcast good. Where you you talk about Thank you. People. I'm very happy to see that. No, it's horrible to eat on a podcast, but. <laughs> no, no. Our, our two listeners won't mind. Yeah, oh, they won't mind. care. They're really into what is it called? The when you, mouth noises, mastication. No. Oh yeah, like when you talk. When people like get off on oh, that. Oh, get off on that sort of yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, there's another mouth yeah. noise. <laughs> um, I was surprised rewatching Apollo 13 because uh, going into it, I was like, I remember, I know this is going to be a good movie. It surprised me remembering that it was an Oscar contender. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, this isn't a bad Oscar contender. I get why this was an Oscar contender. I do too. It's amazingly well done. It's yeah. very emotional. Ron Howard, man. It's the he best thing he's the, ever done. I think so yeah. too. I think so too. He knows what the fuck he's doing. It's a great, I think it's the best thing he's ever done too because it's, I think he loves making these types of movies but sometimes he, I'm like, I don't know that this is a movie that I really needed to see in right. a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is something that the drama is like inherent there. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I think that, uh, I think the reason like the space movies work so well for like Ron Howard or Steven Spielberg is that because they, they both love awe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes the level of awe that they bring into a movie does not match what the subject the of the movie is. But for Paul yes. 13, the awe is, yeah. is, is justified. Cinderella Man is a too. great example of like, it's, I think exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Cinderella Man is a great example of like what a well-made movie. I think he's more into it than I am. Or yes. even like Rush. I never saw like, sure. either of these. It's like well-made, uh, well-made, but it's like, was anyone really crying out for the, you know, F one or whatever? The yeah, tour even is like. Ed TV. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like Matthew McConaughey as a reality show too, but yeah. I'm not. Not you know, that. Saw it in theaters. Yeah. Anyway, yes, I yeah, I think that so Paul Thirteen like really. Suits his endless solo. I, I I didn't hate solo like everyone. Me neither. I didn't hate solo yeah. either. I thought it was. Fun. I thought the first like 
the 40, first minutes 40 minutes was pretty slow, really and I was like, oh, maybe this is bad, and then it came together for me. Now. I yeah. thought I was going to have to leave, but then it came together. But I think Apollo 13 is a better space. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. so, too. And I cried. I cried. Like, I cried. We're, well, this will be a theme for throughout the, all of Yes, these are, cry, these, are, these are all these are cry. Yeah, I cried at the end, too. I, and I was like, I can't believe I'm crying. I know what happens. I know what I've happens. I've seen yeah. the end of this movie a hundred times. A billion times. Because when it's on, you're like, I'm going to watch yeah. this to the end. It's so good. Everybody's so good in it. I love... Um, I love Gary Sinise. I love uh, this might be Harris. Sin- this might be Sinise's one of his best performances. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think it's maybe Bill Paxton's best performance. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Sure. Boy, rest in peace. Bill Paxton. There's some hard so rest in pieces great. in this too, by the yeah. way, guys. Yeah. Um, in the in these movies, but yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton. He really is very at his like most yeah. easy. And Tom I think, Hanks too. Like, don't sleep on Hanks, man. It's he's surprising incredible. me going back and realizing that Hanks wasn't nominated for this because this is he, he's. One back to back years coming yeah. into this yeah. movie, and just the fact that the movie Itself. was nominated for yeah. Best Picture, yeah. I was surprised that Hanks wasn't, not that he didn't win, but that he wasn't nominated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. He's awesome in it, too. Yeah. Just, just that moment when, the, when he's like looking out and seeing the oxygen. Get and he's like, I, we're leaking a white thing, and then when he the, when he realizes that they're not going to be able to land on the moon, mm. yeah. Oh, it's fucking good. You know the secret MVP I think of this movie is though, hmm. Tom Hanks's wife, Kathleen Quinlan. Quinlan, Oscar nominated. She's so good in it. I yeah, think. she is really good. She <laughs> does. She She's does something amazing. with what could be like a. Yeah, yeah. She, it's very much Cliche like the long wife. suffering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wife or whatever. She's it's like the, it's the like astronaut's we were, wife. Before, Charlie before we went on, we were talking about Sully and Laura Linney, but it's like mm-hmm. it could very well have just been that, and yeah. it's not Laura Linney's fault, but like somehow she like makes the wife role really good. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I love, I I love her. I love this movie. It's like that. This is we talked about this right before we started yeah. the podcast. Like. When the movies are this good, it's hard. There's it's hard to find stuff to say. I, there's nothing I don't like about it. Yeah. I have two. Well, one one part I don't like. Yeah. And it's just the smallest part. It's just it's just a little too much when he has the dream of going on the moon. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah. I get it. He wants to go on the moon. Like I, I get it. Like he at wants I'm like, to go I to the moon. Didn't need. Like Ron Howard, it seems like no, but you don't understand. He really wanted to go. Yeah, um, I get it. We got point. it. Yeah. We got it, Ron. And but there's another thing. This is not. This is actually what I love about the movie. But it is. It's like very specific to this kind of movie where it's like a bunch of bros acting. Where it's there's so many moments of like someone saying something and Mission Control, and there being a silence, and then all these guys that <laughs> yeah. living together. There's like 18 moments of yeah. that, and they yeah. discuss. And, and then just Ron tell being like, just, guys, I need yeah. to just wait two more seconds because <laughs> yeah. Clint's got to finish his line. Because <laughs> my brother, yeah. <laughs> i got to make sure my brother says his line. I like the part when, uh, I like the part when, the, when um, she goes in to say like, something broke on your daddy's spaceship. And he goes, was it the door? Yeah. Great callback. Great callback. Great callback. Just amazing. I also like the part where um, uh, it made me wonder, and I didn't look this up, if he had uh, was a consultant, but that Kevin Bacon just loves to fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he, he, he could have been a consultant. He died. He's, I think at the end, he's the one that died of cancer. Yeah, he was running for yeah. office. Oh, that's and right. And he died before he that's right. to take yeah. office. Yeah, for Congress. No, that's just a fact. That's yeah. just a, that's just a everybody well-known knew. fact. Yeah. Yeah. That guy likes to fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great note to end. Yeah. The <laughs> conversation. Um, yeah. I don't have much else to say about the movie other than I thought it was good. Yeah. No, I, I think was, we already said yeah. that we ended on yeah. the perfect note. Yeah. Right. Kevin Bacon, 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 Bacon likes to fuck. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> um, so let's talk about That'll Do. Oh babe. my God, babe, guys. 
Guys, I don't know that I can talk about this movie. I cried in the first 30 seconds of this <laughs> yeah. movie. I cried eight times. I fucking cannot with this movie. And I texted Craig. What did I text you, Craig? <laughs> um, that this was maybe your favorite movie of all time? Something mm-hmm. like that? No, um, I said, of course, the fucking villain is a cat. Oh, yeah. Dylan is also a cat man. By I right? just recently, became, just a recently became a cat owner. And by the way... That cat would be a villain. Yeah, Duchess. Because, yeah. 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 I liked Duchess, but... I, yeah. I own the equivalent of Babe. Yeah. But... You do. He's actually... He's, your dog's making out with Babe as we speak. Yeah, on a Babe nose right she, now. Choose that, she chews that pig. She yeah. is way less smart than yeah. Babe, for sure. Uh, but I love... I love this... I, lo- I hadn't watched this movie for, like, probably since it came... Like, I've seen it all the way through, but probably since it came all the way out. Came out. <laughs> and, um... I they put the it. whole movie out. They, 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 put, yeah, they, they serialized the movie. So I loved it so much. I love John J- James Cromwell so much that when it ended, I was like, and I, I know you want to talk about this. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. You had given me the Babe, Babe Pig in the City. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to watch Babe Pig in the City right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I made it a third of the way sure. through, and <laughs> I was like... You in America. Oh, <laughs> this isn't the same. No. 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 James Cromwell <laughs> almost dies, and then it takes a turn. And it's not heartwarming at all. It's just crazy. You anyway. know what? Once you put in monkeys, I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. And nice. I... Well, I'll jump... I am... Uh, Babe Pink City is one of my all-time favorite movies. Babe, now, but listen, let me, put, let me start by saying... Wow. Wow. Uh, we wow. talked about Kim's video. One of my employees' picks was Babe Pink in the City. Wow. And Purple Rain. Uh, which Wowzer. Was, yeah. yeah, Babe Pink in the City is one of my employee picks. So what would your... But I hadn't seen Babe since... I've seen Babe Pig in the City maybe 15 times in my life. I've seen Babe, but this was the second time I'd watched it. You need to go back as to why you like Babe Pig in the City. Uh, Well, it's just, I guess it's maybe a different, it's just a different movie then. It's It's a different movie. I, yeah, like, it's funny because my girlfriend watched Babe with me. She hadn't seen it since it came out. She was also, we were both crying, yeah. But then she was like, well, I can't wait to see Babe Pig in the City. I was like, ah, because she's heard me talk about Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We should not do that right yeah, now. Yeah, and I was like, you might be surprised. But because, uh, you know, and actually this was a thing. And I remember in college at NYU, there was an animal studies class I was in. And this, uh, our mutual friend Lauren Blumenfeld still makes fun of me about this. But um, uh these uh, students brought, like, we were supposed to bring in, like, a piece of pop culture that deals with animals. And they brought in Babe Pig in the City and were tearing it apart. And I just raised my hand and was, like, I like, created this, like, art. I was such a douche bag. I'm, but, I'm like, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm but, getting the But I really, but I, I really. I lied about Jay Leno. No, I, no, do, I, I do, yeah, I didn't. I, but I really do stand up for this movie, the sequel, because I do think Babe actually... It's very heartwarming, but it has like this level of uh, existentialism yeah. that I really think, and it's George. Wait, Babe does not Babe, Babe does. Pig in the City. Yeah, Babe, Babe in the City because George Miller obviously right created Babe. Yes, and you know it was Mad Max. Then he had kids, and then he created Babe. Yeah, and he didn't direct Babe, but then he directed Babe Pig in the City. So they gave Babe to, you know, and so he, Babe Pig in the City was the full actualization of his vision with Babe. Right. But I don't think the world was ready for (laughs) just how dark that vision is. I find it to be very moving. So I I didn't actually finish, sorry, (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I didn't actually finish 
Babe, Pig in the City. I know we're talking about Babe. Right. And I'm I, sorry. And I want to yeah. get more back into the existentialist stuff, but I just am curious. How does, I mean, Babe well, So Charlize I'm, Theron comes in and she's got one arm. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> what happens... Charlize Theron is in this, I did not make it to Charlize what's, what's interesting about... Because you know the story of Bay Ping the City is that parents boycotted it. They were furious. The head of Universal got fired. Because she had one arm? No, because... No, that was a that's bad match. That's Yeah, yeah. There's oh. no... Oh, I really, really thought... Okay. Uh, so people... So the head of Universal got fired over Bay Ping the City, but critics... Like, I remember Cisco and Eber both said Bay Ping the City was the best movie of the year. They both were like, this movie is the perfect film... Uh, and which I was is is in line with my uh-huh. like feelings about it, and like people who love it, it's like a cult because it's it's really pretty glorious because it go because it goes darker. I mean, there's the famous scene where the dog tries to kill him, and the and Roscoe, Roscoe Lee Brown says in that moment of annihilation, Babe looked at his uh, attacker and had only one word for him, and then Babe looks at this dog and knows why, and then the dog knocks him into. Uh, off the bridge and the dog chases him in the bridge but has a chain tied to his leg and so the dog's just hanging just with its face underwater and is slowly drowning and all the animals turn away and then Babe who the dog was trying to kill goes in and saves him and it's like this incredible moment but there's so much darkness to get to it that is intense you didn't make it to that scene no I didn't the monkey stole the thing and I was like fuck this movie it's an incredible scene and it's like an incredible movie but then at the end it's very fun and light but yeah or the cancer ward where Mickey Rooney burns down the cancer ward and it's like opera music playing and Mickey Rooney's makeup is melting I mean it's a dark movie The but that's what I love. Really took a turn when I stopped watching it. It rules. A monkey stole a suitcase. <laughs> and then there's a scene where there's a dog who's paralyzed who gets th- thrown off a, with in this back legs are paralyzed. He gets thrown off a truck, and then he goes to him in a field where all of his legs work, and he's chasing butterflies. And then Babe brings him back to reality, and he's back in his his. Uh, it's a crazy dark. Oh movie. my god, I'm gonna cry just hearing. <laughs> you should watch it. it. I, nope, no, thank you. I really, I, I highly it, recommend it. Babe almost took it out of yeah. me. like literally. When Fly is like licking his face and like whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Can I call you mom?" I was like, "I hate, I love this movie, but also what the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. it's so." If that's hard for you, then the sequel is is going to be tough, devastating. Yeah. But I really love it because it does things for in kids' movies that you don't see, and it doesn't treat kids. But do you like Babe? And should it have Sorry. been nominated for an Oscar? Yes, and yes. I love Babe and yes. I agree with both of those things. I think it should have, I, maybe I think it should have won, but we'll get to that, I guess. I think like, it was, spoiler alert. I think it's a very good children's movie, and I'm not sure it should have been nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. I want to, I think that Dylan has hit on something that is interesting about the existentialist nature of mm-hmm. it, because I do think it's saying a little more than, like, I mean, as much as I love Paddington 2, right? mm-hmm. let's say. Yes. Amazing. Sorry, just. Orgasmed, mm-hmm. yeah, a little Paddington bit. Paddington Two's so good, yeah. Uh, as is Paddington One, yes. But they're not saying much else other than like family is important and it's good and whatever. And, and, and mar- it's and marmalade and marmalade mm-hmm. is important too. Yes, and that's fine. That like for a kids movie, like that that is your job is to be entertaining and heartwarming and say something about like you know love like Trump's all or yeah what Trump say. Uh, but Babe is like. We, you said Babe Pig in the City is dark, city, Pig in the City is darker, which I'm now not disagreeing. <laughs> but Babe is pretty dark too. Mm-hmm. Like that whole like the way things are is the way things are, and, yeah. and how he like sort of subverts that. And, and I I like that it said something more. And that for me, and the fact that I cried eight times, I was yeah. like, I understand why this is nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, right. Um, I get that. Yeah, it goes sort of. I guess there'll be another movie where that comes up again. Yeah, but. and it's unlike. And, and I'll say something else. 
this is what I was saying. I usually am very annoyed by talking animal movies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the but the way that they have it in in Babe that it's not. Um, like a CGI. It's not a like, CGI thing. Yeah. It looks kind of like their mouths are moving, but it's not like moving with the, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. I think is was super smart because it's not creepy at all. It doesn't come off as like weird. It looks like, oh, I, I buy that they're talking, I guess. Still, it holds up too. I mean, I, I remember that being a huge deal when it came out. Yeah. And it's like, that was like the, the way they combined Jim Henson puppetry and yeah. early CGI mm-hmm. was like a huge deal. It looks awesome. It looks so good. Um, do you know who voices Rex? Uh, no. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. No way. Uh, Agent Smith himself. Is there going to be more trivia that I can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Who does Babe's voice? And this is it woman different is... in the sequel? No, same. I think it's the same woman. This this voiceover actress. Yeah. She, she that voice is so, so great. cute. La 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 uh, la la la. When, it's so cute. I want to bring up one scene in particular. Um, well, a we were talking about like the darkness of the movie. Is that like the dogs? I mean, obviously Rex at a certain point like we're supposed to look at kind of villainously, but like Fly we're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's just like awful to those sheep. Well, she's racist to the sheep because... Well, the, and I want to bring up the racism because mm-hmm. early on in the movie, James Cromwell's first idea that maybe Babe can do this is when he separates the white chickens from the brown chickens. <laughs> 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 so are you going... Are you positive that there's an underlying... I'm that theme? Babe is a racist. Babe is a racist. Because mm-hmm. his mother figure is... Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Fly taught him racism. It's a horrible thing that we are dealing with in this country, that racism is passed down through the generations. Let's get into the real villain of the movie, which is the cat. Is she voiced by Moaning Myrtle from... I think she's voiced by Moaning Myrtle. Oh, I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. There's no way to find out. Yeah, there's, guys, talk nope. to There's absolutely no way we could figure that out. She was a little this day and age. bitch. When he nurses Babe back to life, and then he sings a song... Listen, Duchess... And the dogs are... Uh, are The dogs, they... Uh, the pups? Their pups are so cute. There yeah. are a lot more cats in Pig in the City. A lot more cats. Pass. Duchess is uh, just a truth teller. No. I, She's the old guard. She's just saying how it is. Sure. No. Sure. They, the human eat things. I like that she says... Um, though I do really like that she was like, I'm here to um, like look beautiful and for the for the... Um, what is it for the boss mm-hmm. and the boss's husband is that so like he's she sees the boss yeah. so it's a feminist message yeah. so you should appreciate that I don't it's said by a cat <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what do you think um, how much do you think Big Vegan paid uh, for the production of this movie I know I did feel <laughs> really bad yeah my girlfriend's a vegetarian she just kept being like see yeah. See? Ooh. Yeah. I felt bad for like a day and then I went for pork noodles. I, I had bacon right before I came here. <laughs> um, do you guys remember the movie Gordy? I remember the I remember the title. I don't remember the That's all I remember too. I just <laughs> wanted to bring it up. I remember it came around the okay. same time. Yeah. Miriam Margolis is fly. She looks very familiar to me. Okay. Right. I, oh she, yes, she does some work apparently oh. with. Um, oh, she was the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo yeah. plus Juliet. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. William Shakespeare's. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Rusty? No, never mind. It's not Moaning Myrtle. How much of the, your podcast is Sorry. looking up on? Me looking up on I just need <laughs> <laughs> It makes for such scintillating People listening. like it. Yeah. I mean, most people listen to this at like one and a half or two times, so it doesn't seem as long. Yeah. And I would, like to, uh, I would like to just encourage your two listeners to mm-hmm. watch Bay Pig in the City uh, and just go in. Well, not, I gotta admit, not with expectations... But accepting what was made and seeing if you can enjoy yeah. it on those terms. It makes but me knowing that it's a different movie from yeah. Babe. It's, it, it, makes, yeah, it, goes it does make me want to go back and watch it. Because I watched it after I watched Babe, but I, I think I wasn't paying enough attention to really... Babe, Big in the City? Yeah. It's incredible. I'm not going to probably do it anytime soon. Babe is cool. It's a, it's, it's, I, I've said this before. I always say this. I'm like, I'm always impressed when it's um, something that is different. Yeah. And I felt like this was very different. Yeah. Love kids' movies, and it's one of the best, yeah. for sure. Speaking of uh, something different, because we've talked about this before, that we don't see a lot of these, is our next nominee is a foreign film. Il, Il Postino. Postino. The Postman. Which was confusing in that I thought that it starred Kevin Costner. Costner and, Tommy, and Tom Petty. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I watched this mere hours ago. Mm-hmm. I watched it this morning. And... Uh, I, I should, should I say should I save my feelings about it? No, no go, go jump, jump right into it. I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> I never thought I would see this movie. Uh-huh. I never yeah. seen it. I'd written it off. And I, first of all, it's tragic what happened to the actor. Yeah. Right? I couldn't believe that. For those that don't know, he died the, the, day, the day after, after. filming. Yeah, he he co-wrote, yeah. co-directed. Like I don't think he's yeah. listed as a director no. on it, but. Um, basically put off heart surgery to finish filming the movie, and then the day it wrapped, he died of a massive heart attack. I felt bad because my notes, the first part of the, watching the first part of the movie, my notes are a lot about how bad he is. I could not disagree with you more. I thought he was so incredibly charming. I thought he was so... I thought he was wooden. If you Mm. find wood charming, I thought he was, I did not care for him... As an actor. That's so interesting. It's just looking at the same painting and seeing two different things. <laughs> but like, I really, I really responded to him immediately. It's just like totally not comfortable in his own skin, but with mm-hmm. like a sort of a, a voice inside of him that he, you know, slowly learns to, uh, to use. And yeah, and like there's that monologue he gives towards the end about when they, he gets a letter that's just from uh, Pablo Neruda's secretary. secretary. Yeah. That was like broke my heart. That is broke very sad. My yeah, heart. that is sad. And I was like, "This is the probably what they played at the Oscars." Yeah. Um, but yeah. he was nominated posthumously. He was. Yes. yes. Um, the only actor from a nominated film to be nominated. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I love the movie. I was not what I was expecting. I knew nothing about what I just it was knew about. it was about a mailman. Yeah. I thought it was really a beautiful. I had no idea Pablo Neruda was a major character. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. And I thought that was delightful. Yeah. I, I think it, I would maybe have liked the movie more if I was a bigger Pablo Neruda fan. Mm-hmm. I was saying to Dylan on our way over that it was interesting for me to watch this movie because this is one of the few nominees in the last 35 years I had never seen yeah. before. Um, because I've traveled out of the country twice this year, and once was to Italy, and the other time was to Chile. And I went to Neruda's house in Santiago. How crazy is that? The book... How crazy. The book actually takes place, apparently, in Chile, Mm. on Isla Negra, which is where... Napoleon. Well, no, that's Elba. Isla Negra... Isla Negra is where Pablo Neruda was actually sent to. Like, he basically had to stay on this island... Uh, or it's on the coast of Chile or an island off of Chile when he would... But same thing, when this new government took over, like, 
like the whole background of the story is that he's sent abroad and has to like stay on this island yeah. in Italy. But and he was a, yeah. he was killed eventually. Pablo Neruda, correct? Right? He poisoned. he was well. There's were uh, he died. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever proven that he was poisoned. Like there were the, certain people that said that he was, and other people said he just died of a heart attack. He was older when he actually ended up dying. He had come back to Santiago at that okay. point. I I have to admit that I I again my girlfriend is a, loves Pablo Neruda. Mm-hmm. She has a book of his poetry by her bed. Yeah, by the bed. And brag, um, we get it. Yeah, she, reads. she but, uh, yeah, she reads. Uh, um, that's how we met. Uh, not, she read you. She read me. Yeah, yeah there's a drag race reference yeah. right there. Um, but uh, my only familiarity with Pablo Neruda is the Simpsons joke from when I was a kid for many years. You know what joke I'm talking about? Mm. Release Lisa quotes Pablo Neruda to Bart, and he goes, "I'm familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda." <laughs> And that was my only for years. That's all I knew about. I always oh, think, of, I always think of La Vie Bohème, where they say, Pablo Neruda. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, I think about that. And now, Phil Postino. Yeah. Uh, I do think it, the movie loses steam when he leaves. When he when Neruda leaves. When Neruda leaves, I was less, it held my attention less. Well, here was, and then the sorry. part where he was recording the sounds, I was like, oh, I, I love, that's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. But I think the, the ending... It loses steam for me a little bit. I was, we were talking about this this morning. I, I actually really appreciated that. I think that's what makes the movie um, really wonderful is that it keeps going. Like, I think another movie would be all about the love, the romance, and this whole poet. But then the movie becomes about uh, more than that. And it becomes like, it covers the breadth of like poetry where it becomes about the whole human experience. Yeah. Because I think the actual love story, the love story is the least interesting part. For sure. Yeah. So, but I was very interested by Except when she puts that ball in her mouth, which was super hot. And she puts it, yeah. 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 Uh, But I was, I was very, I agree, like when it ended, when that, when he left, I was like, and then the movie was still going, I was like, why? Like, but (laughs) then it kept going, then I, and then it became about uh, what it's like to, you know, feel this connection that suddenly Right. Lose it, and then you're stuck with your life or whatever. And I don't know. I was really, I, I it was like it, it took the movie beyond what was expected. What I don't know. I, it, I felt very, uh, it felt very complex to me. Yeah. For a way, I yeah. For me, it. for a movie I'd never seen before, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, just because I do feel like there are movies that like totally disappear from the conversation. I feel like this is one of those movies. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like people talk about Il Postino. And, yeah, it's like the artist. Know. No one yeah. talks about that one. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting watching being like, oh, I mean, this is this is good. Like, Charming as hell. Yeah. 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 I, just, um, I just thought he was not great. And I, and I, the ending was crazy. Jarring. The ending was crazy. I did the not. The music that they chose to lay on top of it while he's walking on the beach and then imagining, I guess imagining him being The ending murdered? is crazy, particularly when you know the story of the actual actor, because it almost, it feels like they oh, didn't goodbye. finish the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, they and then they were like, we got to write an ending because we don't have the actor to actually You're finish right. the it movie. He's got to like, die. Yeah. But they did finish it. Yeah, it does. It just happens that... You know, yeah. But the it's, music is like, do, 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 like, love, like, it's like the Italian version scene. of like La Vie en Rose. The Oscar winning like, music. The music won the Oscar. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. It's yeah. lovely. And then it's like the fucking, then it cuts to like, yeah, this like horrible thing happening. I was bummed by the ending. I felt like, please don't. No. I was I was super bummed when they yeah. killed him. Spoiler yeah. alert. 
The Postman dies. Spoiler alert. Everyone's watched Joe Postino at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Joe Postino by now. It's been 23 uh, years, guys, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, spoilers are... Guys, they're going to happen. Well, we'll agree to disagree about the lead actor, but... I agree. Do you want to weigh in on that? I well, um, I think I fall somewhere in between. Um, I think it, the role grows on me. Um, I didn't love him. Yeah, I was too. really captivated by the guy who plays Neruda. I think mm-hmm. he's very good in it. Has he been in other uh, stuff? Probably there. I we'll don't never know. Wasn't. Yeah, there's no there's way. No to, way to find there's out. no way to find out. Yeah. The thing that I wrote down is that there's only. Um, I think three of the five movies were best director nominees. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about this. And it was strange to me just knowing the Oscars now that this was one of them. Like, Apollo, LeBron Howard was not nominated for Best mm. Director. And that just seemed, it feels like a lot of times, like, particularly if it's nominated for Best Picture, the bigger productions, like, yeah. if there's someone that doesn't get nominated, it's never someone that it's, like, a big production and the movie gets nominated. So I thought it was interesting, both Il Postino and Babe, I mean, Babe, obviously, there's a lot more technically involved in that than in El Postino, where two of the directors were, and then Ang Lee and Ron Howard were not nominated. Weird. That is weird. I didn't um, realize that. Yeah. Ang Lee was not nominated? Nope. Let's get into it. That's crazy. Are we there yet? Yeah. You Let's guys. jump into. Sense and fucking sensibility. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, I could talk about this movie. We could just have a podcast called Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. And every week we'd mm-hmm. have a new person on and mm-hmm. we talk about Sense mm-hmm. and Sensibility. Well, it's an honor to be here for your first episode. <laughs> I, the first episode of my new podcast that I'm launching called Impotability. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you unaware who may not have listened to a couple previous episodes, Megan is an Austin head. Mm. I am. It's gross. It feels very like in it feels very like boring to be into Jane Austen, but I love Jane Austen. Have always it's loved like Jane a, it's Austen. like a it's like a heightened basic. Yeah. It's like a it's <laughs> like a it's like a, a basic bitch that didn't get laid. Like you know yeah. what I mean? In mm-hmm. high school. Which instead I would go to the section of the library, my high school library that had Jane Austen and I would just pull down like I'd be like, mm, today I'm gonna read bits of Northanger Abbey and I would just do that. Northanger Abbey guys, not even not even one of the good ones. Yeah. Sense of Sensibility fucking is one of the good ones. Other than the fact that it bums me out that she marries Edward at the end because he wants to be a little life in the church and I'm like not into the church. But that's right. a different, that was for other reasons. Um, he the, doesn't seem like he's like particularly, it seems like his yeah. his church going is more like I want to help the community yeah. and be yeah. like that. For sure, for sure. It's like being a counselor now, I feel like. I love Jane out. Austen. And I also, I, the thing, the only other thing that I might love more than Jane Austen is Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. I love Kate Winslet. Even her bad movies, I'm still like, I will find something good in them because I love her so much. She's incredible in this. The fact that Emma Thompson fucking wrote this shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, it's incredible. The script is like the script is incredible it, and I just while I was watching it and I've seen it a million times and I rewatched it all the way through and I just am like I love this movie while I was watching it I kept thinking watching her um, we've done in past uh, not these aren't Austin movies but Howard's End Remains, Remains of, the of the Day which are also like uh, of that a little later time period but you know whatever English countryside manner yeah. things and I just was like there's no there was no in those movies for me there's no laughter. There's no. I, that, 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 there's no. There's no drama. There's no pump. There's no circum. There's no pizzazz. There's no life in those movies for me. This movie is so full of life. I don't know. 
how it stays on the screen. It's insane. <laughs> Everybody's so good. Even Mrs. Jennings, when she's like, she's like the best. I love that character. Is Mrs. Jennings the gossip that they the gossip with? one? Yeah. 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 Who's yeah. like Amelda, oh. Amelda Staunton. Amelda Staunton. Yeah. Oh, I love. I just love all. I just love everybody in it. I love when Lucy reveals her engagement to the bitch of a fucking yeah. uh, sister-in-law sister, and, and she, she just freaks, freaks out. out. Yeah. I love it so I just think it's so great and that and the moment at the end when he says I'm not married and Emma Thompson starts crying what an interesting choice to make that be your cry because it's a crazy cry and it is so and it feels so like Visceral and yeah. like and and raw and real and she's incredible and uh, I love Win- Winslet and this for me we talk about like a perfect movie like and this is might be my Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. There I don't there's nothing I don't like about this movie. Yeah, I my I come from a family of Jane Austen. My sister and my mom obsessed. Great taste. My mom lives in Cornwall. England. She, has, wow. she, she lives in a cottage in Cornwall. What? She just she changed there. her name. She just like <laughs> my mom just she retired to Cornwall. She, she lives in that cottage. Her, her name is legally Kitty Bennett now. Yeah. <laughs> she named the cottage after her mother, who was British, the Crib Cottage. And uh, yeah, my mom and you know, so my mom and my sister grew up reading every Jane Austen movie ever, like over and over yeah. again, watching the BBC Pride and Prejudice miniseries, yeah. watching Sense Sensibility. Like these were. It was she, Jane Austen loomed large in my house, mm-hmm. and I, of course, was like, "Man, fuck that!" Some girly shit. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch Evil Dead too, yeah. and like, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I was very, I was very close-minded, and I, I admit that now. I've talked about my douchey past. I admit it. I'm open. <laughs> this is being a real yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like, a few years ago. I picked up Pride and Prejudice. I was like, it's time for me to read Pride and Prejudice, and it was like the greatest book. I've ever read one it's, of the greatest books so I've happy. ever read. I'm so happy. It was so that. funny. It was so yeah. like the like. It's like I didn't realize that they were like such great hangout books. Yeah, like, it's, it's legit laugh out loud. Yeah, it's funny. really funny. It's like leisure class funny. It's like sort of got this PG Wodehouse who's someone I love like. British sensibility. I, I really love her, her voice. And then, I mean, I'm not saying I'm talking about Jane Austen. I'm just talking about my my coming into. And then I watched uh, the miniseries, and. The BBC, I, the BBC the miniseries, ultimate. yeah. And when Colin Firth came out of the pond, yeah. and she goes, "Mr. Darcy," you realize you were gay. <laughs> texted my mom and was like, "I get it. Like yeah. I get. Like I not only do I get Jane Austen, I get every woman I've ever known. Sort of like I get like Mr. Darcy is someone that. Not to, I don't mean to be so gender normative here, and right. I apologize to be this way. Um, it's okay. You're among straight people. Yeah, I, yeah. Speak I'm speaking as uh, your, you know, annoyingly typical, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, straight white dude, but like, I get like that. Mr. Darcy is he's a guy that like guys should be familiar with. Like, yeah. They should, you, they should, we should I, know. you should write a book and just be like, if you want to if, get chicks, if you want a shortcut to like being, you know, yeah. I don't like all the negging he does that. But anyway, back to Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> then I watched Sense and Sensibility the day. Alan Rickman died actually for the first time. Oh my god! Because I had to write. I write about movies uh, for the internet, uh, um, freelance, and I was writing for a site, and they asked, they assigned me to that movie, and I'd never seen it. Ugh. And it was around this time that I was getting really into Austin, so I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And but then it happened to be the day he died that I watched it, and so I started now like watching him in this movie. He is 
everything you said about Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, obviously, but he really stands out to me as like. Um, I think this might be his best performance for me. This yeah. is I think this might be his. He, I could, well, he I could, carries her in. Oh the my God! When <laughs> he's incredible. going around and he, and he goes, "Give me an occupation." When he's touching the walls, I should run mad. Yeah. Yes, I should run mad. And, I, then, and then she's like, "Well, her mom. She, she needs yeah. her mom." He's like, "He's like, great, and I'll, I'll go. go." Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I would listen to a recording of of Alan Rickman reading sonnets to go to sleep at like that would be the best thing ever yeah. to go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Sell that, you'll make a billion dollars. And it is, it's fun watching this movie, because I hadn't seen this movie until, for the first time until a few years ago also. Maybe, it might not have been until after he died also. But particularly because now, like, in the, in the world, like, he's just known as Snape. Like, that's what, like, yeah. I feel like people know him as. <laughs> yes. So going back and watching someone who, like, obviously, like, Snape has these levels, but, like, you think of him originally as just, like, oh, the thorn in Harry Potter's side. And yeah. just to see him play this... Just like sweet man, he like. brought those levels to Snape by the end. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's in, has an interesting career. Again, I'm going to be super fucking gender norm, <laughs> and I apologize, but I do think like my dad likes Alan Rickman because of Die Hard. Right. My mom likes Alan Rickman because of Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, and an entire generation of people like him because of Harry Potter. Yeah, right. he was. I think when he died, it was surprising how much people fretted because everyone he managed to. Be parts of part of projects. Everybody, all, yeah. all family that, members that yeah. touch all quadrants, yeah. if you will. And I yeah. really, and this one, he's it's like it is like his best. It's his most touching. Yeah, yeah. and truly madly deeply. Is also yeah, another yeah. I wrote, I wrote down, hail Colonel Brandon, fuck Willoughby, fuck Willoughby, fuck Willoughby. She's <laughs> always. <laughs> There's always a Willoughby. In she hates book. guys. Austin hates guys whose names start with W. W. Isn't it Wickham? Link, Wick, yeah, yeah, Wickham and Wickham. Wickham. Yeah, Mr. Wickham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, fuck that guy. <laughs> Although I love the fact though that like I love that he he loved her and mm-hmm. that moment yeah. too when he wa- is watching, watching them getting married. So, yeah. so satisfying. Fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. You fucked up. Yep. Yeah. It's great. It's so fucking great. And, like, even in that moment where you think, when he tells her, when you think this is going to be, like, Colonel Brandon, he's like, but I do have to say that he clearly loved her. Like, even then, like, when it's, like, the rival for, like, the woman he loves affection, he, like, will not, like, fully shit on the guy. No. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And also Hugh Grant's a great dude. Oh, yeah. He plays that, he plays that moment in the, that moment in the parlor that, like, oh, fuck, when he walks in and they're both there. Yeah. He plays that so well. Yeah. Yeah. That scene is That scene is Excellent. The heat between him and Emma Thompson in that is, is palpable. Insane. Yeah, they have it's excellent psycho. chemistry. Yeah, yeah, sexy movie. Uh, I just like quickly appreciation for Ang Lee, who yeah, yeah, just should crazy have been nominated. Been nominated. Well, I'm also always impressed by a direct like because there are people, and we'll get into this a little bit later. There because there are directors that I love that basically make kind of the same movie every time. Like I rewatched Casino. We'll talk about that briefly. And, like, Scorsese has done slightly other things, for sure. But, like, he definitely, like, you know when you're yeah, watching you know a Scorsese, Scorsese movie. movie. But, like, what I, like, I love someone like Ang Lee that it's, like, if you go into a movie completely blind, you might, like, if you watch Sense and Sensibility and then you watch The Ice Storm and then you watch fucking Life of Pi. Or Hulk. Like, yeah. You know, and then find out it's the same director for all, you'll be, like, whoa, oh, I didn't, I can't mm-hmm. believe that guy directed yeah. all four of those movies. Like, yeah. there's just certain things um, yeah, I think it's an amazing job. It's yeah. great. It's a um, great movie. Yeah. I, I also, watched it last night. I, it was the second time I've seen yeah. it. I, I started at 11. I was up till. Yeah. yeah. Just watch it all the way through. It's I'll, I'll circle back to kind of what you were talking about at the start is that I know you didn't like either of those other two movies, but Emma Thompson 
won for Howard Zinn, was nominated for Mains of the Day, was nominated for this. And I would argue she probably could have, maybe should have won three out of four years of the Oscars. Because I, I definitely think she should have won for Remains of the Day. I'd have to look back and see who else was nominated against her for this. I think she was better than Susan Sarandon in Dead Man Walking, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, and it's the restraint, won, again, for me, I'm always into, like, a less showy performance. Yeah. yeah. And the restraint that she shows. Yeah. The I, way that they play those two sisters off each other is just, like... Yeah. It's just to me. It's just Susan, so I mean, this was definitely out of year for restraint. Susan Sarandon is not the uh, as big of a culprit in terms of winners, but this is the year that Nick Cage wins for leaving Las oh, Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And even and for, I, would, I would argue even for Nick Cage, it's sort of a batshit performance. Yeah. Like, I, I never liked yeah. that movie. I love Nick yeah. Cage. Boy, yeah. do I love him. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and then also that's yours. Your Kevin Spacey won. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a whole theory about that. Yeah. Well, we can get into that in a bit because I actually rewatched that also. Um, the only other thing I wrote down about this movie, other than what a lovely movie, is that great casting because mm-hmm. M and K look like they sisters. Do. They could mm-hmm. be sisters, and yeah. the, and Margaret Dashwood too yeah. looks like of that piece yeah. too, of that family. I pitched Megan the idea that I think she should write a screenplay where it's. Kitty Bennett and Margaret, Margaret Dashwood. Dashwood meet somewhere. Maybe fun. they start a band. Maybe they start like Ooh. a. Maybe they start like a like a er, very early punk pop band. Like and Cur- guy? Yeah, and Colonel Brandon's their manager. Maybe yeah. there is it like a sort of a jangly country band they called Rock and Rockabilly. Mm. No, that doesn't work. Like Can we that. delete that part of the podcast? Yeah, yeah. We'll just go this? through. Yeah, we yeah. had it. Yeah, yeah. No, um, keeping it in, I like it. But, uh, um, yeah, it was fun to watch this because we've watched a lot. This is, we've watched a couple Austin movies now, so Bride and Bridges, Sense and Sensibility, Love and Basketball, so uh, <laughs> it's been good to do all of those, so. They just found, they just found, actually, they're going to, I forget what they're going to do. They, her, they're going to make, no, I know what they're going to do. They're making a, I think it's a mini series, not a movie, of her last unfinished novel. Oh, cool! Which has never been adapted. Is it just gonna cut? Yeah, cut, cut her, to she black stopped. soprano style. At just the, gonna cut to her <laughs> grave. Yeah. <laughs> and then she died. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I guess we should move on to the winner for the year, <gasps> which is Mel Gibson's Braveheart. Guys, this was an emotional re- reckoning for me watching this again. <laughs> Let's hear it from you first. <laughs> Can I talk about my relationship to this movie? Please, yeah. I, again, white male, you know, loved Braveheart when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember watching it on VHS, my little TV, like, and scream sobbing at the end when he yelled freedom. Yeah. And, like, going downstairs, I remember being like, get him with us? To my mom, like, he cut him open, but he had the thing, he dropped it. Like, and I was so, and then I would watch it, I watched it so much. I watched, I had the two VHS, like, to the point where I could, when I was watching, I was like, this is when I would have to switch the tapes. Like, I watched it a lot. And, but then, like, yeah. And then, but I haven't watched it since I was maybe... 17, but like between the years 14 and 17, yeah. I watched it. So it was very nostalgic at one point, but this was a classic case of like, oh boy, this <laughs> oh movie boy. sucks. Oh. This movie sucks. <laughs> and I was really bummed. Because like, I, 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 I guess it was a bump because Melly Mel is a He's shitty a shit. guy. Yeah. And yeah. this movie really reflects that. Yeah. A lot of ways. Oh homophobia was something I totally 
didn't totally miss when I was a kid. And then yeah, it's like, so we're just supposed to assume that Longshank's son is gay, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, oh, very much yeah. so. Like, yeah. But, like, the way it's... The way it's, it's portrayed, portrayed yes. is... Really like, tough. Yeah, there's it's a lot of tough things in this, in that, yeah. Starting with the name. What a dumb name. Braveheart, yeah. Braveheart. Fucking, fuck you, Mel Especially Gibson. because that's not even, like... Robert the Bruce is, like, called Braveheart, I think, in Scotland. Mm. Like, he's, like, the Braveheart. So he just... Basically appropriated the name of another Scottish hero yeah. who he sort of makes look like this like, like wish, wishy-washy, wishy-washy bitch, bitch in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose um, dad has like leprosy? Yeah. I don't even, I literally, at, at a I certain point, I was just like, what is going on, yeah. guys? It's, this is not, it's not good. It's not good. It's Game of Thrones light, like super yeah. light. Yeah. But with 10 times the more, I was not 10, not 10 times more, but like, I, for some reason, I love Game of Thrones. The rape and and violence in this is so much more offensive to me for some. Like it was so much tougher to watch. It I was guess. sort of shocking, honestly, looking back and realizing how violent it was. Yeah, to me because, it makes Gladiator look like babe. Well, like, it was just weird because, and I don't think it's because like it's any more violent than a lot of stuff. But for some reason, I just thought like back then you couldn't get away with it as it's much. It's so funny because I thought it was. So much tamer the violence oh, watching it now because remember when I was a kid being like this shit is fucked and being really <laughs> yeah and like I remember knowing it's interesting how every violent moment was like imprinted I was like yep that's a sledgehammer on the head where the blood gushes out yeah. of his helmet yep oh that's where it goes through his eye yep oh that's like I knew it was like every murder was like an old friend I was revisiting because I watched those scenes I was so yeah. into that stuff yeah, you, were you know what it. I mean like so how about when that guy licks her face and it says he reminds she reminds him of his daughter and then tries to fuck her it's well upsetting. you want to say like Mel Gibson's like it's just it can it can be just enough that he's going to rape her. You yeah. don't need to. You don't need you to. You don't need to have him like lick his her face. No. And, yeah. Yeah. He's Mel Gibson's. He's a scary guy. He's a scary. It's very scary to watch. Guy. It's, a, now. it's yeah. upsetting to watch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially knowing what we know. He is. Ugh. I, I, I find him so like also like physically repulsive. <laughs> I really don't want to see. He looks he, underhydrated. Yeah. There's yeah. He does. He looks dried out. Yeah. There's two sex scenes in this, and they're both like shots so like ooh soft focus. I'm gonna lay you down, and each time I'm like no thanks. We are past. When he fucks the princess, that I was really displeased by that. It's I didn't. Such I totally strange, lost. She is hot. It's such She's a strange hot, yeah. choice because Meg and I actually talked about this a little bit the other day that this movie, like if you look it up, historically like falls like it's slightly more true than Inglorious Bastards. Like mm-hmm. there's like so many liberties he takes with this story, including the fact that that princess was three years old and lived in France at the time wow. that all of this so is actually taking place. But the yeah, whole, the whole idea, sex which is crazy because the whole idea of the movie is this passive man comes back and then fights for a whole country's freedom because his love is murdered. Yeah, and you So why do you have him need to fuck yeah. someone else when it's all about, like, when he dies, he sees the specter of this woman again. He did it so, they did it so correctly in, again, Gladiator, we'll talk about, like, right. another movie that is almost the beat for beat, like, the same mm-hmm. thing except the bed, the good version of it, mm-hmm. in that he doesn't fuck that lady in yeah. Gladiator Tiny because, Nielsen. like, yeah. it would undercut his whole, like... Yeah. I'm, you know, for the memory of his It's like, like we wife. talked about when we did The Fugitive that Julianne Moore has a very small role in it, but apparently was supposed to have, like, a love 
connection with Harrison Gross. Ford, and then they're like, we can't do this because the whole idea is that his wife was murdered, yeah. and like it's going to take away from the movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mel Gibson's in charge of this entire production. It's like, what if... Uh, what if I fucked that girl? What if I fucked the French girl? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Because that'll also, show that'll show what a little pansy boy or yeah. husband is. Yeah, yeah. A gay man. Well, I, did I was it. I was I was also thinking the the French the princess has that maid that the, yeah yeah and who is awesome. That Brendan Gleeson's like. But when she first sees yeah when she first hey, sees hey. Uh, William Wallace she's yeah. like she like yeah comes herself you know yeah. she like and I was just that, that was recruit I apologize but there was like you know. There's comes herself. Comes herself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she done. Great. She done cummed. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking that, uh, like, I was trying to imagine Mel Gibson directing her, yeah. responding to him, yeah. like, "I am the most incredible sex god you've ever seen." Yeah, uh, you want to like? It, it felt. I was like, the set must have been so so gnarly. Yeah, for so they made many all of these the stupid jokes the entire way to, through too about like how he was like short. They're they're like no William Wallace is like seven feet like so many people comment on how like he's like and I'm like Mel Gibson is the exact same size as everybody else around mm-hmm. yeah except, except for Brendan Gleeson yeah mm-hmm. like God bless Brendan Gleeson God he's I know, so he's good so good. he's so good so in everything he's great he's the only person well and the Irish guy who's court of course the Irish guys are the Irish are the funny ones guys oh the 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 crazy eyes the crazy eyes yeah yeah, yeah my from, island from The Departed. Um, yeah, and then there's the one guy um, from Sons of Anarchy, who I feel like the two movies he's ever made, or two things he's ever done is Braveheart, and then 20 years later, Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. the guy with the big scar across his face. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He plays oh, the, yeah. He plays, he, plays an, he plays the Irish guy in Sons of Anarchy. He's got a really specific And then Long, Longshanks was the star of my dad's favorite show, The Prisoner. Oh, there you go. Oh. I always feel bad for the horses. Yeah. Those are hard movies for me to watch. The horses, yeah, because you know they weren't. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah, the whole first battle, that that battle where they're all just like Hold. javelin the, Hold. the yeah. horses. I was like, this is actually one of the most upsetting battle things I've ever seen because yeah. it's just it's just murdering these murdering. horses. They're yeah. not guys. Um, these horses didn't choose to be there. Yeah. I will say, when I started this movie, I thought it started out surprisingly strong because I expected it to be worse, um, and then it slowly like peters down and then comes when he jumps off. Jumps through the house on he the comes horse in into as the, the angel river. of death. <laughs> yeah, to that room. And then the stunt guy, it's like it's like completely yeah. falls, comes guy. off the rails. Yeah. And I was like, "What's happening right now?" And then he like throws someone through a house, thatched roof, like just drops a body. And it's like, how did it support both your weights yeah. for you to climb across that roof? Yeah, just to drop him through. No, it's stupid. And he couldn't have washed his face for his wife's funeral. Sorry, I don't. No, you got us both thinking. You got to yeah, stop us both in our tracks. He, he, he did not watch The weird face. thing about that is. And his hair it, got. His hair, as the movie went on, I know you don't see, shoot it sequentially, yeah. but I do feel like his hair got more and more crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like it started off just like, oh, he has long hair. For a movie and that's. And then I was like, what? For this? a movie that's already three hours, God, I felt like hours. they didn't yeah, it's even so have really it's a so scene where hours. he finds out that she's murdered. Like she no. dies, and then we just cut to him like. Coming, coming to the village, yeah. It's like that is a yeah. It, it sucked. There was it sucked like all the dramatic, you, yeah. Uh, like the it was very hard to connect with that tragedy because he yeah, did, we didn't yeah. see we him. didn't see his reaction. We cut right to the righteousness, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Mel Gibson loves righteousness and he loves pain. He yeah. Loves, also, the looping he loves pain. The looping on this is nuts. Like the 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 voiceover, the voices or the sounds of people being in like during the fights mm-hmm. is like over the top. 
Like, I, it stood out to me. And, and again, I think Game of Thrones does a really good job of those, like, big battle sequences, which are tough to do. But this is just, like, literally, <laughs> the whole soundtrack. <laughs> I was like, the poor people that worked on this movie, standing in a dark room, like, staring at the screen, just having to, like, watch these scenes over and over again. I would rather watch three hours of that, though, than three hours of Braveheart again. And I can't believe I'm saying that, because when I was a kid, this was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I got but, scabies from my hostel bed in Scotland. That's my relationship with Scotland. I thought you were gonna say I got scabies from watching. Speaking of speaking of, we talked about the historical thing. The other thing is, I did. I broke. <laughs> this is the funny thing. I was watching it, and all of a sudden, I broke back out. I have like <laughs> memory scabies. Memory scabies. They came back. Phantom scabies. Phantom scabies. <laughs> um, you know, also like another historical thing with this is apparently that like this, they were not wearing kilts at this time in Scotland. Wow. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. just basically like a catch-all of like and being like, well, this is what people did. So, well, Mel Gibson's a weird idiot. So yeah, yeah, there you go. dumb. Um, I did like Apocalypto though, but I bet that doesn't hold up. Yeah. Anyway, I, I hate just him. Got I hate that guy. Um, Bad movie. Hate it. Before we get into some other movies, then let's uh, let's rank the nominees. This is hard. From, this is hard for me. From five to one, Dylan, we'll start with you. No. Uh, <laughs> five to one. Five is the. Five, the worst. Worst. Braveheart. Um, <laughs> the next, I guess I would go Il Postino, but I really loved Il Postino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a chasm between Yeah, there's a huge chasm. There's like yeah. Braveheart, uh, Howard the Duck. There's like just like a lot of things <laughs> in between. Um, uh, yeah, Il Postino. Then I would say uh, Sense and Sensibility, uh, Apollo 13, Babe. Okay. But that, that could change. Uh, I feel like during every one of those last four movies, like this morning watching Ia Postino, I was like, this should have won. And then when I was watching Pride and Prejudice, I mean, uh, Sense and Sensibility last night, I was like, that should, this should have won. Like every, yeah. Those movies are all so good that They're as I'm good. watching them, I'm like, any of those could have won and I would have been right. happy, except for Braveheart, which obviously <laughs> did win because the Oscars are fucked. Yeah. What they are. Uh, five is Braveheart. Uh-huh. Four is Il Postino. Mm-hmm. Three is Babe. Mm-hmm. Two is Apollo 13. And number one is Sense of Bella. Let's see. Um, for me, I'm rolling back Megan's answers. Yay! Braveheart, Il Postino, Babe, Apollo 13, Sense and Sensibility. We are the same. <sighs> Listen, I, I, I almost, I, I almost want to like just, <laughs> I'm not going to change mine, but like yeah. they could easily, you we, could just we, change. It, it, the, there's a Listen, lot of years we, where I'm, I'm like that. Listen, yeah. uh, we all felt, I think, slightly in a hierarchy different about El Postino, but we all had it four. We all had Apollo 13, two. Mm-hmm. But I think we all agree that top three movies for us are kind of interchangeable depending on the day. Not me. Well, Sense and Sensibility is always your number one. Sense and Sensibility would probably always be my number one, although Apollo 13 is also really right good. there. Yeah. Babe, Apollo, um, Ability 13. Yeah. Uh, and we all agree that Braveheart is a massive miscalculation. I have I'm surprised that I thought I was gonna. That, I thought that was gonna be like a hot take. Yeah, I have a friend. It's, it's, um, yeah, uh, I'm surprised how badly I, I disliked it. Had you seen it? Yeah. Then? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What was your feeling about it when it first came out? I was. I like thought it was. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was like a big, you know, Oscar-y movie, and yeah. I like big Oscar-y movies, yeah. and always have. So, so I thought I was going to watch it again and like be like, oh, yeah, I get why this one, like one of those ones where it's like, I get why this one, but it's not one of my favorites. I was surprised by how like 
long and boring a lot of yeah. it was. Really boring. Yeah. yeah. I was playing a lot of balls. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a friend, uh, Blake Lowell, who does, uh, he has a friend who runs a, a website that's called, I think it's just called Draft Everything. I think I was telling you about this. Yeah. And they did, um, Blake did a draft with him of Best Picture Winners. And the only two movies that were not drafted were that 1953 story, story movie. ever told. Um, Greatest Show on And Braveheart. And I think the main reason Braveheart wasn't drafted was because of Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it would be one of my, having seen all of them, if it would be bottom two, because some of those yeah. early to mid-30s movies are Pretty rough bad. going back mm-hmm. and watching them now. But uh, it made more sense now, rewatching Braveheart. I, yeah. I gave it a bit more of a pass than I did at the time. It's, yeah. it's more offensive than I remember. Yeah, yeah. it is a bit, yeah. That was, that was yeah. in the yeah. ma- way I imagined some of those early 30s movies. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a couple, particularly... Um, Jessica. Is it Cavalcade? No, it's the other one. Cimarron uh, is oh. basically like Mel Gibson's, like, drunk Winter. rant, like, as a film. So... <laughs> Uh, it's not great, the scene where they have the black man tap dance on a table for watermelon is... Wow. Yikes! It probably was offensive at the time. Yeah, it was really. definitely yeah. offensive. Yikes! 80 years later. Yeah. Um, we won't. This podcast won't be long. No. No, no, no. no. What's... Um, was there any other movie from the year you wanted to uh, talk about at all? Well, I would just like to offer a counter to Braveheart. I wasn't... I didn't get a chance to revisit it. Yeah. But uh, I was... Is Rob Roy which also came out this year, and I loved. And I think, uh, and I remember like, it, it sparked this Tim Roth obsession that mm-hmm. I had for a brief period in my high school actory days, yeah. where I was like. How, didn't we all go through our Tim Roth Yeah, we are like, but that was like peak Tim Roth, and I, you know, and it led me like, I was then like renting like Little, little Odessa, and Four Rooms, and like trying to get deep into, uh, real, Roth. real Rothhead. Roth yeah, I became a real mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. Rothen's child. Yeah, but uh, uh, I really yeah. So Rob Roy is like a better acted, little maybe more um, equally brutal, but more uh, I don't know, just less obnoxious sores and kilts movie. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, and I hopefully just, again he didn't go back and watch. I it. I didn't go so back and watch it. There's some co- very problematic. There scenes are some very problematic scenes. I remember one scene when Brian Cox wakes up somebody, a woman, in a very problematic way. <laughs> but Jessica Lange and Liam with his Neeson, dick does he wake him up with it, wake her up with his dick. I he 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 reaches and yeah, yeah okay. it's really uh, and then yeah or and then he oh yeah he doesn't wake he wakes up Tim Roth after uh, assaulting this woman. Oh okay yeah. nice. And it would, but he's a villain. But yeah, still. but that's fine. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Brian Cox, who was in both the Killed movies. That yes, um, true. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, I, Rob Roy was a movie I like. I'm pretty sure I like more than Braveheart. Yeah. And Tim Roth should have beat Kevin Spacey, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And then um, we talk about that later. And then Heat came out that year. Now, Heat is a silly movie, but Heat is a movie that I really adore. But rewatching these, I don't think Heat should have beat say babe but I Heat was a movie that I still love like yeah. I still truly love Heat but it's silly I, a movie with Tone Loke and Henry Rollins does not necessarily there's some um, the yeah but. Um, I rewatched Heat um, among other movies I'm gonna finish with you Megan because I know what one at least one of the movies you'll want to talk about and I rewatched that also great so um, I rewatched Heat and it's like 
there's probably a two hour, two hour and ten minute movie in there that could be an Oscar nominee. That the movie is just like so overstuffed with so many things that we don't really need. Like, like. But I'm glad we have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like the whole Dennis Haysbert, like mm-hmm. there's like four scenes dedicated to Dennis Haysbert who has, like, one actual reason for being in the movie. Like, we don't need four scenes with him. Like, it's just, like, him working in a restaurant. But only Cord- so we Bud can Cord see him. is yeah. his boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's so good. And then, um, like, all the Ashley Judd stuff. It's like, we probably really didn't need to know. Also, Val Kilmer's love interest. We've already got the Diane Venora, Amy we, Brenneman scenes. Yeah, but I oh, love I didn't that. know Amy Brenneman was in it. Oh, yeah. yeah she's she plays Robert De Niro's, like... Oh, I love Amy Brenneman. The, the she's person so good that, that he's got to decide in 30 seconds yeah. to just walk away from. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Natalie Portman's suicide attempt. Like, not quite sure why we need that in this cop-robber because heist film. Because it's all film. part of the ta- great, yeah. rich tapestry. Um, my favorite thing about this movie, though, and I was talking to Megan about this uh, the other day, is that... Half the movie is like Dog Day Afternoon Al Pacino, and the other half of the movie is Scent of a Woman Al Pacino. He's purely like, depending on the scene. Yeah, like he'll have like like the the scene with him and De Niro in the coffee shop is iconic, yeah, and it's amazing it's nice. watching these two guys like act off each other, like two of like our great actors for the first time sharing a scene together. Would you tell me he yells though at some point? And then he's got a scene with Hank Azaria. Oh, where are you going to do it? Improv the line, and he's just talking to her, and he goes, "She's got a great ass." And your head's all the way up it. Yeah. And Hank Azaria. I think we. I think we made. Yeah, we spiked there. We yeah. may have spiked. Um, uh, Hank Azaria. Apparently, he improvised the line. Uh-huh. It's not a written line. And Hank yeah. Azaria's reaction is like almost like looking off camera, like to Michael Mann. Like, are we still going? <laughs> like, yeah. He's got. He's got so many of those lines though in that yeah. movie. Uh, he's. Uh, what's the thing he says? Oh, I mean, this is a regular line, but the way he delivers it is when they after that scene, yeah. and he's he's like. Macaulay just left town. Robert De Niro's yeah. like, I had coffee with Macaulay half an hour ago. <laughs> like, and his, his delivery is, uh, it's already there when he's like, you can uh, fuck my wife and her art deco bullshit, but you cannot watch my motherfucking TV. And then he kicks the TV. It's like, so, or he pulls the TV from, he's like, I every. I don't know that I'm ever going to see this It's movie. so strange it's because insane. there are like literally half the scenes. It's like. You're watching like '70s Pacino, but then the other ones, it's, it's like, like I'm in the dark. Finally, won an Oscar uh, for. So. I full when I was a kid. I also know this is another two taper. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh-huh. where I know exactly where the tape the, ends. You may, you may get your headlines, Mister Esme. Yeah. You know that line. You know that part. Sorry, that's where it, it, it ends on Titanic. Well, when Titanic, see, when it ends <laughs> here, it ends right after their two their coffee scene. It's yeah. perfect. So in the tapes, it's like, and then it's like black. There's a flip. There's a flip, flip side, side of that coin. This flip side, like, yeah, um, got big black eyes, dead eyes, whale's eyes, or whatever it is. And then like, uh, uh, but when, um, uh, yeah, but like when the movie ended, when I was thirteen, I saw it. I cried. I, he, I cried at heat. Yeah. Also, so. I, Lots of tears in 1990. I oh, cried at I cried at really lame things. Yeah, but this, I watched the movie a lot. I mean, there's a even if you never watch the movie, you should watch the scene between the two of them in the diner, and you should watch the second heist scene, which is a big heist scene, which follows oh, the shootout, which is followed by this batshit shootout in downtown Los Angeles. That's like truly you can't insane. ever imagine like. Every the police force would the entire police force would be fired if this ever happened. There's yeah. like six thousand people in downtown LA just like ducking for cover as like Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore like shoot up 15 city blocks. It's so great. And like 
Pacino's like falling behind, like shooting at them. And, and the score for that movie, like during that whole shoot, there's like the score is just going, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. And then he gets like spills and builds over like 10 minutes. Yeah. Just this one big crescendo. It's a great, great um, scene, great movie. Heat would heat, be my other. I should have gotten some nominations, I feel, yes. at least for that score. That yeah. score is so yeah. good. And I feel like maybe, like, maybe, it, well, if Mel Gibson fucking won, like, doesn't matter if it's overstuffed. Like, Michael Mann is doing, is. That's directions way more interesting. That's over like, stuff no, I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the stuff turkey. Um, the other ones I rewatched, Casino, mm. which is actually pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. very much just Goodfellas like light, like it's mm-hmm. like bring it back. Like, I had that on VHS. I had um, that two taper also. The thing that I really would suggest for people that I haven't watched Casino checking out is um, De Niro's costumes in the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's wearing a different thing in every single scene, and it's all like. Um, monocolored ties with shirts and sometimes the full suit is also the same color. Hot. Yeah. That's but also look. like these just like orange and like yeah. like bright reds. Like it's incredible. Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone is movie. very good in it. Completely insane. James Woods playing the coked up prostitute loving man that, that he actually, that yeah. he actually always be. has yeah. been. Yeah. And, um, James Woods who uh, guess Whitney Tuner confused with Michael Caine? I don't know, somebody. <laughs> He's um, like, we all hate Michael Caine because of what he said. Whatever, go back. Oh, yeah, that. we did it our last episode. Yeah, she got James Woods and Michael Caine confused. Oof, that's or, true. It wasn't Michael Caine. It wasn't it was Michael somebody Caine. It was that didn't look anything like yeah. James Woods. Um, I rewatched The Usual Suspects, which is still a great yarn. Does that? Yeah. Is it? I think it's a great yarn. It I does. It definitely like, suffers from the Spacey effect. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I? My theory on Spacey. And this is my theory before yeah. Spacey went yeah. down. Because um, I have not liked Spacey. Not to like be a fair weather. Yeah. Uh, Spacey hater. But yeah. I have not liked Spacey for a very long time. Yeah. As I, House of Cards could not get into it because of him. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and his accent. His accent was unbearable. But like, I think with that, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and they actually made a good point. But I think that. Anybody could have played Kaiser Sosa. Like anybody oh, could sure. have played that part. Yeah. That part was written, that's a screenplay yeah. role. Where Benicio oh, del Toro had played that part, he would have been. He yeah, would the, have won move, the move. The movie is absolutely just a screen. It's it's fun to watch it come together. It's very much like, and it probably was already in production, but like it's very much in that like like mid to like late nineties mold of like. You know, this is a fun movie with a trick at the end, like a lot of like, yeah. you know, very Pulp Fictiony, Fincher, like yeah. Yeah. that sort of Spacey stuff. Just got, like, he lucked out. I mean, yeah, yeah, you got Benicio, part, yeah. Benicio. I mean, fucking Stephen Baldwin, maybe. Who knows if he yeah. played that part? What well, if he would have been up there, like yeah. getting off? This is the, this is the year of Kevin Pollak. It was yeah. very strange to watch two different films where oh, Pollock's he? got a pretty big role in Casino. Also, oh, that's right, of course. And it's like then he sort he basically completely disappeared until the brief celebrity poker tournament phase. Where oh, everyone's like, remember Kevin Pollack? Well, doesn't he have a podcast? He has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, he's probably good. He's got like he's got like a yeah. uh, Charlie Rose. Whoops. Yeah, kind of podcast. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of ca- <laughs> a lot of canceled <laughs> people. Charlie yeah, Rose, yeah. Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer himself. There's yeah. a lot. Of, yeah, that's the thing with Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects is a movie I don't feel like I need to go back to because yeah. it doesn't really reward multiple viewings after except for just one. No, because you get that you yeah. once no, maybe, you get the thing. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know thing when I first saw it. Watch it twice. Watch to be surprised. Second time to be like, how does this fit together? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then now, Brian Singer. I'm not interested in nope. anything yeah. he did. I'm not. I always he. But Kevin Spacey. I just think that he lucked out. And obviously, American Beauty is a piece of trash. So uh, um, <laughs> you won't find any. 
everybody supporting you here on that. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not true. I had that further down than you and Joey did. Wow. Did we? Did you? I had it like guys. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't. That mean year, I had it. Episodes. I had it like third. I think. Um, I had the really? insider, which Joey didn't even watch. Did so. we? Oh yeah, Joey didn't even watch. That's that. the number one. I what tried. did I pick? What was my pick? You picked American Beauty number oh, one. Oh yeah, and so did Joey, right? What? Yeah, I had the insider and then Green right, Mile. We won't get. We won't get into this. Yeah. Now. I'm sorry. I. I, I yeah. Not never a fan of that one. But um, but then the. Other two movies that I rewatched, Toy Story, mm. which is good. Yeah, a lot, I like Toy Story. Not as good as Toy Story 3. Yeah, it's no, not a lot of bad the, dudes up for Oscars this year. John Lasseter yeah, made Toy Story. Also canceled Kevin now. Space, yeah. um, and it's good. Like, There's a lot, because Pixar just came out with their 20th movie. There have been a lot of rankings, and a lot of people putting Toy Story number one overall. And I get that, Like, obviously, none of those other movies exist if Toy Story is, Toy Story is not good. But it's not the best Pixar movie. No. Toy Story is certainly the movie I saw the most time in theaters that year. I saw it yeah. like four or five times yeah. in theaters. And it's good. Yeah, totally normal. That's not and weird it has it has some I mean, interesting speaking of Babe, like it also has some like children's movie existential yeah. like like the whole Buzz Lightyear like figuring yeah. out yeah. like, oh, I'm not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. I'm, like, Kids but movies I'm are something better. better. Yeah. 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 Kids are movies are the best when they touch on yeah. those. Yeah. Um and then the final movie that I rewatched last night. It's one of Megan's favorite movies of all time. Made Speaking it, of Jane Austen. Made it into my, Craig's wedding. Made it into uh, the wedding speech. speech. And that's Clueless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Clueless is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's, the, well, the, two, the two movies that I would talk about this year are both high and low. I like for very different reasons. I think Clueless is a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. It's a retelling of Emma. And uh, speaking, you're right, of Jane Austen. So two, my two favorite movies of this year both are Jane Austen uh, inspired. Yeah. Um, it's fucking great. I'm sad that Alicia Silverstone has not gone on to better things. I was so curious to see what she's going to do after that. And I think maybe she just was like, she just is Cher. I guess, you know, that that the part where she's, and I know this whole speech by heart, but where she's like, um, we can certainly party with the Hadians. Like, mm-hmm. so right now, like, Hadians want to come to America. Yeah. Um, so uh, she thought it was really Hadians, and Amy Heckerling like loved it and kept really. It and she like told the crew wow. not to tell her. Yeah. So like, because she wanted wow. to use it for the movie. No way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's fucking great. Stacey Dash problematic now. Stacey Dash. Yeah. But uh, she's great. I love um, Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. Brittany, Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. I saw Ant Man and the Wasp the other day, and it is weird how Paul Rudd. Is not the age. same. He does not age. He is, looks exactly the same. It's one of the things with the movie that is sort of weird because Duh, based on their this is age, California, not Kentucky. They're stating <laughs> it's fine. Right, and he's only supposed to be like he's supposed to be like a freshman in college. So yeah. he's like eighteen, and she's like fifteen, going on sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen by the end of the movie when they're dating, but. It is weird because Paul Rudd has always looked 32. Like, he looks 32 in this movie. He was, like, 26, I think, when they filmed it. Yeah. And he still looks 32. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a little older. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, That never bothered me because I liked But uh, speaking of um, ages, do you know how old Justin Walker was when he made this movie? Is he the guy that plays Christian? Is Christian, Mm -hmm. like, the The gay gay guy? guy. No, he loves Spartacus, though. I don't know. Yeah. Justin Walker turned 68 years old. Here, <laughs> That's a lie. He was 45. That is a lie. You are it joking. It is not me. a lie. Wow. How is that possible? 
He looks maybe the youngest of them all. Damon, yeah. my good friend Damon O'Donnell recently texted all me? of us and was like, do you guys know that the guy who played Christian was 45 when they shot Clueless? Wow. Well, just a lifetime. I looked it up. He was born in 1950. That's my da- he's my dad's age. My mom's <laughs> dad's age. That's crazy. He's older than my parents. Yeah. That's insane. So wow. when... Cher's well, trying he, to like, he's when doing, Cher's trying to seduce he's a white him, guy too. she was 18 years old when she made this movie, and he and was, she, he was 45. 45. Maybe he taught Paul Rudd. His, <laughs> uh, all I think too, yeah. That's what he, maybe that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. On that movie, Paul Rudd was like, hey man, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. And the, just those two. And then he the showed him the painting that he has. In yes. the attic. It was a very old man. And he was like, I can, yeah. I can get one commission for you. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think Rusty said in this text conversation, he was like, well, how do you think you knew about Spartacus? And Damon said, because he knew Spartacus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Wow, great yeah. trivia. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's fucking great. I love how like so she uses Amy Heckerling to NYU's own Amy Heckerling. That's another line in the movie that I loved. I heard girls at NYU aren't at all particular. And then I um, yes. Um, yeah. She uses um, like the bad guy, the bad guy, no, one of the, the du- douchebag in uh, this movie is Elton, and yeah. in the book, Emma, it's Mr. Elton. Right. And, like, stuff like that. I just like that yeah. sort of shit. Yeah. I, uh, I, lo- I just saw this movie again on TV recently. I was just hanging out with a bunch of friends, and we were just, like, scrolling through the channels, and Clueless came on, and we just all watched the whole Yay. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, it's, like, a perfect... Perfect movie. It's yeah. really. I think I'm movie. not using hyperbole when I say like I think I've seen Clueless more than I've seen any other movie yeah. of my entire life. Yeah. Because there was just a time where I would just like watch it like on the day. Did you watch the TV show? Yeah, I tried. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. That was well, UPN, right? UPN, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the issue Shasta is. Shasta McNasty. Uh, you gotta get. It has Home to be. Homeboys in space. Homeboys <laughs> in space. Right. It has to be Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Like, right. Otherwise, I'm like. Well, yeah. I'm if all you got is Wallace Shawn and Stacey Dash. Yeah. We're and Donald Faith's on. I think right. was okay. in it, but still not great. Um, um, it's and then great. they brought it back again, right? And they used the same Amber again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that girl that plays Amber. Ageless. Oh my God, she's a total Monet. <laughs> like from from far away, it's okay, but up close, it's just a total mess. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, the thing I noticed this time that I'd never That's noticed a line before. From the movie. Okay, yes. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, is there's a scene at the party where she's outside talking to I think Ty or maybe no she's on her the phone. It's when her dad calls and says she needs to be home in yeah. twenty minutes. And she's like, and he says you can get anywhere in LA in twenty minutes, which is palpably oh, false. You can't get anywhere in LA. I mm-hmm. took me. Dylan lives less than a mile away from me. It took me 10 minutes on a Sunday to get to To be Dylan's fair, it was the middle of the night. Yeah, but still. My question, did you pass the circus liquor? Oh, yeah. Not on the way, but that is like the one place I will take people because... I, it's because right near. Yeah, yes. I got so excited. We just, uh, we just... Allie's cousin was just in town, and we were driving back from dinner, and I was like, do you guys want to drive by um, a Hollywood landmark? Yeah, I, I find it very exciting. <laughs> oh, sad piece of trivia there. The guy who mugs her in that scene is Chase Alexander, who was busted for child pornography. Ooh, that yes. Law and Order. Former Naked Angel, Chase yeah. Alexander. Yeah. He made her ruin her Alaya dress. Yeah. It's like yeah. a totally important designer. Yeah. Um, Isn't my house classic? <laughs> the columns date all the way back to 1960. What I was going to say, though, is at that party, something I'd never noticed before is when she's on the phone with her dad, there are... Two fully dressed people making out in the pool, That's while crazy. there's another person throwing up into the pool. That's awesome. And it does not phase them at all. No. That's great. That's, that's, awesome. that's guys. That's just that's, Hollywood, man. That's yeah. yeah that's the, the, the va- that's, a, that's a high school that's valley a valley party. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that movie's full of details. Like, yeah. great details. It's, it's great. So it's really well done. The only other movie that I... That it, it's... Again, these are... 1994 turned out to be, like, a year for my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I love Clueless. I probably don't think it would have been nominated... Should have been nominated for Best Picture. Um, but... Uh, and I definitely don't think the next <laughs> movie should have been nominated for Best Picture, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm just going to say it, and we're going to leave it there, and that is Showgirls. Oof. If you've never seen Showgirls, I have never seen Showgirls. Which what? Is shocking! Oh very my shocking. god! Shocking a lot of people that I haven't seen it. Oh damn! F- it's really oh, surprising to me because I feel like you've seen all of Paul Verhoeven movies. I have like seen like every other Paul Verhoeven movie. Oh, I'm movie. so jealous. I love Paul Verhoeven. When yeah. people tell me that I haven't seen Showgirls, I'm like, oh, you're in for. A I know. Train. I'm you're waiting for the for right. It. It's like I, there's another one. I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because I'm waiting for the right. That's more boring than I think you're. Thinking. I know, but I yeah, but like for there's, sure. But there's certain movies where I like I yeah. wait. Wait for, for the, the right, right moment. I don't want to like watch I it by I myself. I enjoy Rocky Horror. No, it's the more music fun to good. watch with yeah. people. But I think Rocky Horror. I think Rocky Horror is definitely something like if you see it in a theater, it's probably more fun. Yes. Whereas Showgirls, if you're with like a group of like six or seven people, and you, you will have. So Showgirls was definitely because I looked up before I came here the Razzies. Do you guys ever talk about the Razzies? Yeah, not a ton. But the Razzies were this year was striptease. Swept the oh, was this this a, that was the same because I think Showgirls just didn't put make it on anybody's uh, radar because that was NC seventeen. Yeah. Right. So this was like that was like smut. Now I think this is like I'm not going to get into it because this is a longer conversation and we've already been going an hour and a half. But I do just want to say that I think and there I've read a lot of interviews with Paul Verhoeven talking about Showgirls and I think that it is <laughs> I don't want to say deeper because it's not, but I think that there's. There's something there that he, it's, it is the most incredible thing to watch because it's like a parody. It's almost like everybody's, it's sad, is a little bit making fun of Elizabeth Berkeley mm-hmm. because pretty much everybody else knows what movie they are yeah. in. Like Gina Gershon knows Kyle what McLaughlin. movie she is in. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin, same thing. Um, even the guy who's a, was a, is like a groundling that goes like, thrust it, thrust it, when she's like, whatever. He knows what movie he's in. Yeah. It's kind of all a joke, a little bit of a joke on her. Well, that's a Verhoeven thing. Like, all of his movies have a little more right. going on than you think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking, it's would very you say, entertaining. Would you say Showgirls is the babe pig in the city of 1995? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would not say yeah. that. I would say that it's one of the most... It's that Showgirls is my favorite bad movie. Yeah. It's the best bad movie there is. It's yeah. in the sense that it is just mm-hmm. totally batshit insane, but like so entertaining. Every scene is like fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, so of all the movies that came out in 1995, Dylan, what should have won Best Picture? I think, in terms of like re- being representative of. Uh, movies and representative of the time and like being watchable now and not have some element to it that's like gross, <laughs> which is a lot of these. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Babe. And I know... I like and, that you said Babe. It's uh, a great I, movie. Yeah. I just think Babe is, especially now watching it, like of all the movies watching that one now, is like maybe the less de- least depressed. Right. Given like it just how separate it is from the world we live in yeah. mm-hmm. and how timeless it therefore makes it yeah. and how sweet its message is and how uh, funny and lively and dark and it it's does all the things I want movies to do. Yeah. So for me personally, I would say if Babe had won, I would have been very happy because I yeah. also think kids' movies, like horror movies, because they're so morally simplistic often, mm-hmm. that they, yeah. get, they get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but I actually think though it makes them uh, movies cinema is generally uh, it gets the most vibrant in those yeah. two genres because they're mo- the most cinematic o- yeah. oftentimes and I think Babe is a perfect example of like it, it's the same way Paddington is it's like it yeah it, it's the be- it's hard to beat when yeah. it's yeah. the best it also uh, I saw Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom right after I watched Babe and it was nice to remind myself that James Cromwell is a great actor yes. because his perform- his, it's his worst performance by far, yeah. to well, the point that I thought he was You never saw to- Species 2. It may also be. I thought, he was, I thought he was going to be the villain in the film yeah. because his first scene is so bad that Shocking I was like, oh, he's, a good guy. he's putting something on for his granddaughter yeah. because we're going to see a turn, and there's never there's a no turn. turn. And I was yeah. like, oh. And it's great that uh, he his career started with Babe, and it's like great that he had this like yeah. period uh, sort of renaissance. Yeah. That was a very babbling response. No, but I thought it was very, yeah. I think it's, I, I understand why, like, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I understand why you picked Babe, and I'm not mad at it. Uh, sense and Sensibility. I'm going to stick with Sense and Sensibility, and Heat is my runner-up. I probably rewatched Heat scenes first, but I think Sense and Sensibility Did you like Heat more than movie. Apollo 13? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think there's, I think I would also rewatch certain scenes in Heat, but as a whole movie, I think Apollo 13 maybe works better. Yeah. I would, Heat, if we're doing runners up, it's yeah. Heat for me. Yeah. Like, Heat's the movie, Heat's the movie that I uh, have returned to. Of all of these all movies, right, if I was just, it. like, flipping through cable and, like, a certain scene was on from Heat, I'd watch that over, like, a certain scene from Apollo 13 or a certain scene from Sense and Sensibility. But as a full movie put together, I probably think those are both better. Yeah. There's, there's no, if Heat's on TV, there's no commercial to commercial section of Heat yeah. that doesn't have something I love yeah. in it. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. and for that, it's, it's, right, for three hours. It. it's jumping around like it's a, like a Paul Thomas, like early Paul Thomas Anderson or Robert Altman yeah, film. It's, so it's there's like, always someone in it. Um, Dylan, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You could. Uh, I I'm on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I don't. I have like I just got on there, so yeah. I'm at Dill Dawes. No, wait, I'm I'm not even sure what my Twitter is. At Dill Dawes, D Y L D A W S, and I tweet about movies generally when I tweet. So, yeah. but uh, I don't have anything that I can plug right now. Yeah, sadly. Um, I'm at Instagram, at, on Instagram at Murphy Megan, and on Twitter at, at Too Many Megans, but I never tweet, and I have. A scene in the, I'm, gonna, I'm briefly in the upcoming season of Casual, which yeah. debuts at some, they, all the episodes are, soon. Re- are available soon. I think the end of the month. I think, yeah, after this comes out, but I think yeah. at some point, in, at the end of July. And uh, Michaela Watkins, I've said this before, I told Craig this story, but she is super fucking nice. And so support everything that she does. And follow her on Twitter, she gets very political. Yeah. Um, you can follow us at the Oscar should have gone to um, on Instagram the Oscar should on Twitter you can also now like our Facebook page you want to talk are you going to make me an administrator or what yeah I'm going to if you want to talk about like oh these idiots the best movie of the year was Braveheart you're wrong but you're welcome (laughs) to do that (laughs) um uh the next year we're going to be doing is 2006 so that can, can we play again? Can you say the four of them, and can I try to guess the fifth one really quick? Yes, um, sure. I'm going to give you. So the winner of 2006 was The Departed. Uh-huh. Um, the other nominees, uh, three of the other nominees are The Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh, Letters, Letters from Iwo Jima and Little Miss Sunshine? 
2006. I don't know why I asked to do this because I have to. <laughs> I would have no idea. Um, Craig just gave me all of the, the, the all the Pan's things. Labyrinth. No. Damn it. All right, Matt, what was it? Very good year for non-nominated movies. The fifth nominee is Babel. Oh, okay. gross. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie. Oh, so. I never have either because 21 Grams is truly one of my top ten least favorite movies. But I really like the, the name Rinko Kikuya? Rinko Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Rinko Kikuchi. Yeah. What a fun name. Well, um, have fun talking about Babel. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we're doing next. Uh, we should be on time in a couple weeks after this one, but Megan is going to Napa between now and then, so... It may be with a different co-host. So until, <laughs> until, for me. until the next Pray time. Pray for my liver. Keep watching. Oof. That's a new catchphrase. We're going to cut out. that out. Yeah, we're not going to use that. Out. Bye. 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 <laughs>